Technology, politics, and the economy are changing fast. No time to keep up with all the policies affecting your everyday life and figuring out fact from fiction? Not even sure where God could fit in all of this? Don't worry, I've got your back. I'm here to dig a little deeper into the issues of the day. And most importantly, to show you the spiritual principles and solutions we can use to rise above it all victoriously for your family's success. Stay tuned as we discover God's plan for our life on earth as it is in heaven. Last week, it was publicly announced that Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, and his wife, Sophie Gregoire Trudeau, are now officially separated. Should we rejoice in his predicament? Should we be shaming him for this? I'm sure you know the answer. If this leads to a sense of guilt on his part and repentance, then perhaps some good can come of this. I'm sure many wish that they could divorce him too as their prime minister. And perhaps in the election that's expected in the coming year, this will convince some people to not vote for him. So this may have some lasting impact on the country. It may have some lasting impact on him as an individual soul. I've mentioned that many small groups across the country have been getting together to pray. To pray for the leadership of the country, to pray for Trudeau's salvation, to pray for the direction of the country, and for God's blessings on the country and to overturn particular things that are not in accordance with Jesus' teachings. Or perhaps this will just be seen as business as usual. In fact, 40% of marriages in Canada end in divorce. The median age that a marriage lasts is 13 years. In his home province of Quebec, the divorce rate is almost 50%. And in fact, in Quebec, most couples don't even get married in the first place. And among 20-somethings in Quebec, it's about 80% of couples who are common law and not married. But we believe in the power of prayer, in the transforming power of God in humans' lives, and in the country, the power of the Holy Spirit to reveal truth and deception, that God may be honored. And that's the prayer of all of us, isn't it? That God will be honored in our nation, in the behavior of our leaders, and all of the people in the country. That we will bring glory to God and prove the goodness of his ways and the darkness of deception will be evident just by the way Christians live following the Lord. People will see a contrast between those two things. So back to guilt and shame. 
I said a while back that mainstream media's narrative is that they want us to feel shame. They are ready to shame us for not, not treating the planet well, not treating Native people well, or gay people, or Black people, or poor people. In the postmodern woke ideology, there is no mercy. If you did something bad 10 years ago, you can be convicted in the court of public opinion and canceled forever. If you apologize, it only makes it worse. Across Canada, they're renaming streets and universities and buildings to cancel people for what they have done wrong. People who are honored for something they did right, for a life generally lived well and accomplished all kinds of wonderful things. Their statues are now being torn down, removed, to cancel them from history because of something they've done wrong against this ideology. Maybe something they've said. Of course, if a leader says something wrong, it should be called out. If they are behaving badly, it should be pointed out and asked for correction. But no one seems to notice that none of us can hold up to that kind of scrutiny. None of us are perfect. So what does that lead to? A society where everyone presents a facade and is afraid to present their true self. Because we all have something to cover up if any one thing can cause us to be cancelled. None of us can live like that. So what does that lead to? Leads to a country of hypocrites, where people can't really get to know each other or truly love each other. What is the solution? The way, the truth, and the life. The important distinction to be made here is between guilt and shame. Guilt is a built-in internal alarm system that we all have to point us towards God. It is the Holy Spirit convicting us of sin. And it is good that we feel sorrow for wrongs done. We don't repress those feelings, but we allow God to transform them and to renew our mind as we live by the Spirit. As we repent and turn to him and follow and listen to the Spirit of Christ. Shame, on the other hand, is believing the lie that we are bad. Not that we've done something bad, but we are bad. Rather than acknowledging the truth that we are sons and daughters of our loving Heavenly Father. So instead of leading to repentance and forgiveness, recognizing that it's paid for completely at the cross by Jesus. This shame hangs around and lingers and stays there and leads to avoiding God, hiding from him like Adam and Eve after they eat the forbidden fruit, creating distance between ourselves and God, meaning that we can no longer hear him as well 
and see what he is doing clearly. This is the condemnation that the world is under, the condemnation of Satan. But we know a better way, because we have the way, the truth, and the life. And we recognize that we are new creatures, new creations in Jesus, born again, that God's mercies are new every morning. And this is the message we have for all our friends and neighbors who are experiencing this shame and condemnation. We have something to offer all of them that they desperately need. So let's not hide our light under a bushel basket. If you are presenting your body as a living sacrifice and allowing Holy Spirit to transform your mind, congratulations. You are integrating your spirit, mind, and body, strengthening yourself to overcome evil with good. Please leave a rating for the show and hit subscribe to be notified of new fascinating topics I'll be discussing next on Earth as it is in Heaven. Until next time, may God bless you and make you a blessing to those around you. 